You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in to On The Beat Live. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. That's Adam Smith. That's John Bowman. That's Ross Martin. And we're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. Ross, you're going to lead us and end us, so go ahead and lead us off. What's happening, my man? What's up? Yeah, last day. Here we go. Big, big, big show. Um, I don't have much to say. There's not much news other than we spoke to the coordinators today. Um, Justin McCoy is heading to Hawaii. What's the other no- news, guys? Justin McCoy won the portal. I mean, <laughs> gets to go live in Hawaii on Oahu for free and play a little basketball. I mean – what a move. Can we agree that that's the win? He won the portal. Adam, what's the uh, news, man? What's the news I mean, on your this, end? This to me is is this is a Ross Martin show. This is uh, <laughs> time to appreciate the young man. What almost six years in the game? Yeah, it's a Ross victory lap, as our guy Albert Tucci says. This is a, I mean, a swan song. It's gonna fade off into the sunset. <laughs> What was the Mike Tyson line? Off into oblivion. Fade into um, oblivion. But, uh, I mean, we, you know, we could tell stories for the next hour. I don't know. I was trying to go through my head what I have that's fit for uh, all audiences. Um, <laughs> Adam's got the uh, NC-17 rating stories. I'm sure John has some good good Ross memories as they have been housemates. And, and Ross and John is one of the many uh, – Guys who and girls who have come up through the Inside Carolina ranks that Ross has tutored along the way and mentored and guided, and even though I'm old, uh, he's done the same for me. Uh, he is he has held my hand in a lot of respects. I was frustrating him today when I couldn't get the tripod stuff work. I'm not good at many things at all, and Ross is good at a lot of things. Um, so there you go. <laughs> um, We'll tell but, all the stories next John week. Some, I'm sure Tommy has some stories too. I mean, it, this could we can make this story time if you like, but we can talk uh, UNC sports too. Obviously, uh, I don't have a ton of stories. I mean, it's, it's been interesting. I, I could the Atlanta story was pretty funny. Um, that was an expensive meal, um, so I don't know if I blame you on that one, Ross. But anyway, let, let's talk a little bit. First half oh, of the show, let's talk about the news. Atlantis. I thought you said Atlanta. I no, Atlantis, yeah, Atlantis. I was like, I was like, what do we do in Atlanta? Yeah, but yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit about news. I, I mean, a lot to talk about with the transfer portal. Sherelle's got that locked down. Since y'all were there today, let's talk about Mac Brown and the coordinators, or at least Ch- uh, Lindsey and Chiswick. Ross, what were your takeaways from Lindsey? I, I don't, I don't 
fancy you a huge Lindsay fan at this point. Maybe it's early. Um, but I thought I thought it was some interesting comments he made today about the team and about the offense. I will say, look, I mean, I'm sure Lindsay's a great guy. I mean, who knows? He, he might be a great coordinator and great with quarterbacks. Um, with the media, he, he leaves a little more to be desired, but that's that's not a knock to his coaching ability. That's a knock to what we desire as media folk. Um, he kind of speaks – uh, he says a lot without saying anything and speaks in generalities, but, um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what I learned about the, I mean, they got some good, wide, they, I mean, they have these four, they, they have four wide receivers. They, they like, um, Andre Green's probably the fifth, the four are, um, Kobe Paysauer, the two transfers, Nate McCollum and Devontae Walker. And the, the, the fourth is Gavin Blackwell mm-hmm. and they're trying to get six, um, I mean, Drake may look this, Chip Lindsay was handed the best quarterback in yeah. the country who was probably the easiest to deal with, who is the smartest, one of the smarter offensive quarterbacks in the country. Good dude. I mean, he is set up for success with this offense. And so we talked about Drake may, but he didn't really, I don't think he gave us any more glimpse into what we're going to get from him. Um, I think it'd be good to read Greg's article from a couple of weeks ago for more insight on Lindsay. He had one-on-one on him. Uh, Adam, what did you think about Chip Lindsey today? We got five practices left of spring practice. So we're, we're one-third of the way through. Sorry, two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, I mean, Chip Lindsey is not – God bless him. You know, he's not uh, he's not a great storyteller. Um, you know, I don't know how well he'd do in the, uh, the content-producing game. Um, but I think Ross – I think it's it, – that's how you feel when you're when you're there like Ross said he says a lot without he what speaks a lot without saying a lot um but I mean he's new he just got to UNC so yeah one of my big takeaways from Chip Lindsay today um sort of parsing through all the stuff that he did and did not say was um I kind of thought like in his own very um understated way was calling out uh Andre Green Jr. Um, because he said, I mean, that's how I took it when he first said, Hey, we've got four receivers and we want to get to six. And we knew, you know, the, we knew who the four were from having been to practice and been to those scrimmages that the, the four that, uh, are sort of first up are Tez Walker, um, Kobe Pesor, Gavin Blackwell and Nate McCollum. And when he said that, I was like, Oh, so they don't think Andre green is, doing that great. And they don't think Doc Chapman is doing that great. And maybe they think Christian Hamilton, as Mac has said, the true freshman is doing better than expected. So that's how I kind of took it. Now, Chip sort of backed off of that a little bit later because he made it seem like, I think he said, Ross, that he'd had some good practices recently. But um, that was sort of my big takeaway. One of the things I asked him was, what are you wanting? uh, What are you telling Drake May? Like, what are the three things you tell him every day? You know, I just was just to see, get some sort of insight. And, it, you know, he doesn't really give you much. It's not like he's mean about it, but it's just not, um, it's not like Mac. But you ask him something and he'll weave, he'll paint you a picture and take you back to 1987 and talk about Daryl Royal and uh, Gene Stallings and whoever. Look at that. Somebody's, hold on a second. That is not me in the chat. Are you kidding me? Thank goodness this is Ross's last day. Look, 
Do you know you have a stalker without knowing you have a stalker? Come <laughs> on, man. Get out of here with that garbage. I'm gonna sit Gregory Hall invest- over there. I'm gonna sick my investigator on you and <laughs> dig up all everything. That wasn't me, Ross. I'm right here. The Badhammer's active. <laughs> oh, you're you're T Ashley I C. Yeah, that was not me. I didn't we mean got, to hurt anybody. Yeah, Gregory, what's going on from the left hey, coast? Hey, I'll say right now what I deleted from my tweet. I had my tweets set up, and I showed John and Adam the, the – I showed John and Adam the uh, drafts separately. Um, we're in two different group chats with, with different friends. Um, look, I know I'm not for everybody. I am well aware that I am – there's people that don't like me. But people that don't like me usually don't either – don't have a sense of humor or don't like the truth. And they they struggle with that. They just don't like the the intensity and bravado I bring to this game. And look, I mean, I'm, I try to make it fun. I try to make it interesting. If we had a bunch of boring people here, this is entertainment. Sports is entertainment. And if you just read off facts, it's boring. Uh, it's not fun. I mean, you pay for a subscription, you watch to be entertained, and that's I treat this. I mean, it's partially informative, but partially. Sports media is an entertainment business. Look at ESPN. What's the first word ESPN stand for? Entertainment. So, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like me, but I lost some followers on Twitter already. Oh. But, I mean, what, I had so, what, I had so many. It didn't, it, didn't really, it didn't really matter. <laughs> Low-key brag. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you're following Ross, follow Adam. It's, it's much more entertaining. Ross, uh, just <laughs> calm down and take the high road on the way out here. <laughs> I thought nah, this is what people want people want the unfiltered version on the last show okay yeah I, I, all right i, I kept it buttoned up on twitter i deleted i didn't i didn't tweet that out i didn't tweet out that one tweet i had you but did now, say something similar to that you said something about maybe it was on the message where hey i get you i look i much rather have folks that stand up for what they believe in and say what they mean rather than say something in the shadows that's different in the light so i totally get with that um but yeah what does the p stand for in espn uh john thorpe asked anybody know is it Pro- programming? properties programming i guess programming network who knows anyway all right let's get right into it we talked about football <laughs> um, let's talk about chiswick adam do your news thing what about chiswick because i'm a, i got a question for ross chiswick at chiswick is feeling himself a little bit. I think he knows he's they're going to be better this year. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a and, good thing. Right. And uh oh we got Sherelle in there. Yeah, it's a guy it's just it's homecoming. This is it's just homecoming. You brought them all out, Ross. Um do I did you google that entertainment and sports programming network? Um yeah. Yeah, yeah Gene, <laughs> I mean Gene Gene had uh some good things to say, I think. I, I would recommend Going to our YouTube channel and, and watching the the Gene Chizik video, I thought he hit on a lot of different areas. And you know, he talked about you know uh, the the impact Elijah Husby, the East Tennessee State transfer, is making in the secondary, and how Amari Gaynor, the Florida State transfer, is coming on. He's he's coming. You know, he's sort of Gene says he's attached to his hip right now, sort of trying to learn everything about being a Jack. And you know, we got into you know, the D line and Cayman Rucker continues to, it sounds like Cayman Rucker is having the best, uh, the best spring of anyone to me. Um, of course, the big dog got a question into about Travis Shaw, his homeboy from Greensboro. Um, but I, I thought, I thought Gene covered a lot of ground. I thought he was, 
insightful. One of the things I do want to ask Gene, I guess the next time is, um, you know, how many snaps they've put on guys like Cedric Gray and Power Eccles last year and how you try to alleviate that while not losing anything. I know it's all about depth, but I thought Gene was good today. And, um, yeah, I think that he feels like, and he said this, right? Hasn't he said that he feels like they're much further along than they were last spring? And I think he has a better sense of what he's got to work with and how this thing could develop. Ross, you asked about Travis Shaw. I thought it was interesting that he totally dispelled the notion that Shaw may be a little soft, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, yeah, that was Adam question, right? I asked that, about soft because we had heard that maybe he's a little soft sometimes. But Yeah, I think what that was interpreted as is that um, last year, Travis would maybe sit out some reps or practices that you know, he didn't, he didn't go hard or, or he didn't play every single practice that he could, you know, and he's young, he was young. And that was part of the point that Chiswick made, like it's time to grow up and he's getting better. And he's realizing that, um, I don't know if it was a toughness thing, but more, and this is what exactly what Chiswick said. It's a mental thing for him, you know, taking a step from high school to college and Travis, I mean, it's a recruitment. I followed very closely. We can ask, we're gonna have a special guest guys. Don Callahan's coming on 9:35. So we have any recruiting or, or kind of personnel questions for Don. I covered Travis's recruitment, you know, relatively closely. Um, you know, he was the man at Grimsley. I mean, he was, you know, five star, you know, everything. So the transition to to being the man at high school to being a lowly true freshman is, is sometimes difficult. And um, I think this is a big year for Travis. And I think it's a big year for his NFL future. I think he's losing weight. I think he can be a Force in the middle, and I think he'll split reps with uh, Kevin Hester. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Hester. So, um, but I mean, Chiswick said, man, he has everything you want out of an interior lineman. And um, Chiswick did provide some insight too on Tamari Fox. You know, Ross had asked the question, and I thought it was a good one. That is Tamari Fox playing some power end because you know he's come off the the edge before in different defenses. Um, but but Chizik said that he's an, an an interior guy. It sounds like he could back up either Kevin Hester or Miles Murphy, but it doesn't sound like he's on the edge like Javari Ritzy or or Des Evans probably will be when he gets healthy. So I thought that was some good insight there. Gene, I thought Gene had a lot of um, good nuggets that you could take and learn from. And what all? I, mean, I think Samari Fox thing is huge. Like this is a guy that was a starter. In 21, he played a lot of snaps and starter reps in 21, and and you're getting this guy back to go alongside Cayman Rucker, Miles Murphy, Dez Evans, Javari Ritzy, Travis Shaw. Like, you're adding a starter to to the mix. So you're going to have, you know, about six or seven guys who have really you can consider kind of, you know, second, third-year, fourth-year players with the amount of reps they've played. So that – I mean, I think Tawari Fox is a super interesting – storyline to follow because he was good um when he played and um i mean he is a what senior now fifth year senior he's up I there fifth year. they could have used him last year huh yeah i mean out whatever he took i mean it was probably so stupid that they sat him up for a whole year i do want to i do want to ask one one big picture because we know this is such an important spring where do you think unc has gotten better at this spring like what's one position group you think okay they have developed depth or they've kind of 
increased and improved from where they were last season. Can we know that yet? Adam, you're shaking your head. I, I don't know. Kind of like I am. Can I say corner? And they've lost Tony Grimes and Storm Duck. That'd be insane, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> if if a Huzzy is as good as everybody says he is. Yeah, and I think Marcus Allen's going to be a pretty good player. Um, you know, I mean, they they obviously need some depth at corner. Um, but, you know. It could be a, a, a addition by subtraction. I mean, yeah, who knows what was going on behind this? Legend, who knows what was going on? And um, what is it? The young kid, Tayon Holloway, is that his name, I think? Is somebody they're high on to? Um, who knows what was going on behind the scenes with, with Grimes? And by, by all accounts, Duck was a – Duck was a good kid, but who knows what was going on there. I mean, there was some drama there, certainly when he sat out the state game, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Grimes. So who knows if that, you know, losing, you know, the five-star guy is going to, and then bringing in a, probably an unranked Huzzy is going to improve your defensive uh, back there. And you also have a new coach back there as well. Um, I think defense has to take a will and has to take a step because they didn't, who they lose? They lost. Um, Noah, Noah Taylor, Rava Hasek, who both were out for the last mm-hmm. half of the season. They lost Tony Grimes, Cam Kelly, Storm Duck. So they, they lost some starters, but in reality, I'm not sure how much they really lost with all those players. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of things you think about when the defense, but they can't be any worse statistically. I guess they can. They They can go down to the complete bottom, but I think they'll be better. I I just think it's interesting listening to Chiswick in spring versus listening to him during the season. It's like a different guy. And, (laughs) of course, Hope Springs Eternal. And everybody wins the offseason at Carolina, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I I don't know if we can know the answer to that, John. And I don't think you know that until about halftime of Labor Day weekend in Charlotte, you know. And if it's like the baseball game, Carolina's falling apart at the end of the baseball game. So maybe at some point they'll beat South Carolina up there. Anyway, what What's we got left. What's the score? It's 2 nothing South Carolina. They scored two in the bottom of the seventh. They've got runners on first and third with no outs in the bottom of the eighth. The bullpen can't get them out. So the target right. under their last three outs, I take it, in terms of their – they need to get yeah. some runs, right? Yeah, they've got the top of the ninth to hit, but right now they're looking at giving up some more. Pence, Adam, your... Pence and um, Mateus pitched great. Post and Pry, Berkwich and Peterson have not done well. Adam, what's okay. your what's your plan for baseball coverage? At what point do you make your way over to Boschmer? That's a great question. I mean, uh, I'm down for whatever. I mean, Tommy and uh, Matthew Clements are doing a great job with that stuff. But I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever. Um, you, you know. come on over there. You getting on over there. You can get there midweek games. Now, I love covering baseball, Adam, and I look forward to you uh, going on the long road trips and going to Omaha. Oh, Lord. Because I, I can't see myself in Nebraska. It is Nebraska, right? Have you been I, to Omaha, Adam? I haven't. I haven't. Um, kind of got a little close last year, but um, when they've gone before, I did not go. So, uh, another <laughs> – my boss. Greg, um, I think Greg's been at least once, right? I know he's been once. It's quite an undertaking, Ross, because you're out. You can be out there like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go days between games, right? Well, you definitely win one day between games, but yeah, you could go two sometimes. So you're like (laughs) out in Omaha, Nebraska, in June. 
can you, Ross, can you answer George Sawyer over there in the chat about can we get Ross silly drunk at a tailgate? I mean, inquiring minds want to know from our guy, part, George Sawyer. Part of my life is, is behind me. Hey, I'll, He's, you're going I'll to play. Thailand. We might never see you again. Oh, no, yeah, Vietnam. I might need any, uh, any armed forces, special forces to come rescue me in a, a Thai jail. I'll be in the corner, <laughs> corner eating a bowl of rice. Who are they going to trade for Ross Martin? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We will have Tim Mulkey negotiate your release. Oh, my lanta. God. Uh, I, I will say, I will say, going back to baseball real quick, the good people who set up the buffet at the UNC baseball regional games are very excited because they're going to save a lot of money on their food budget with Ross not being there anymore. Ross wow. is a, a known uh lover of, of a media buffet i do have one basketball take hey what's the talk- best kind of food what's the best kind of food john the best kind of food just they had overall? armadillo grill last week free food, john that's what he's trying to tell you oh free, free, free food free food. food it tastes so much better there's nothing like a baseball game at boschmer in may or june and ross stops by there when he's on a run and just loads up gets some food <laughs> watches a couple innings then he's gone out into the night uh, you know they're like, who's that guy? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't recognize him. Go, John. Get in here. Keep it on the rails. I do have one basketball take that I want to throw out here. We're going to do a little basketball segment here before Don joins. I have been known to lead a few bandwagons over the years. I was number one on the Javante Williams for Heisman bandwagon. <laughs> so I am taking a spot at the top of a bandwagon. Again, it's basketball related. I watched Elliot Cadeau. This past weekend at the uh, Nationals uh, event that he was at, uh, my new take, what I believe with all my heart after watching him and his passing ability specifically, I think not only does Elliot Cadeau need to reclass to 2023, but I think he needs to be the starting point guard for UNC basketball next season because of the passing abilities that he brings. He would just inject so much into the offense in the half court. He would get the ball he would get Armand for the ball you three what do you think Elliot Cadeau starting point guard for next season Carolina well, certainly take. Points. I, yeah. you see how those big team those guards on these teams in the tournament just wore out smaller guards unless your name's Marcus Knoll the fact that we might UNC might have RJ Davis next to Elliot Cadeau they're starting backcourt defensively we're not going to worry about that for now uh, but that is something that Hubert Davis will have to think through. But right now, for the bandwagon that I'm leading, uh, that's that's my take. Now, is there any new intel out there that they're going to – I mean, it sounds like they're both open to reclassifying, but but the likelihood is up in the air, and it seems like maybe Doe more likely than, than Ian Jackson. Is that what the boards are saying? That's how it seems. That's how it sounds. I think it depends on who they who else they get. I don't know. Sherelle would be the perfect one to get on the show and answer that question. I, I sent him a message. He said he, he has more scoop to write. He couldn't hop on. <laughs> so um, check out Sherelle's scoop on that. But, uh, you know, I know he's older and all, and, and he may, in fact, come to Carolina. But, I mean, watching these guards in this tournament, man, you better be able to play defense or you're going to get destroyed. And uh, we saw R.J. Davis struggle, and R.J. will be a senior. So, but he's still going to be five eleven. So it, it'll be an interesting point, John. You, your bandwagon fandedness, fandedness is noted, 
and and we will check back in on that. I I'm leading leading the charge on this one. I, mean, I just I mean if you watched him in, in that tournament, just his ability to hit every pass, and I I think too it is a big factor of watching UNC play the past two seasons without a true point guard, without someone who you know Cadeau is getting comparisons right now to like Kendall Marshall, um, so that's really where a lot of this is coming from. He's also not a very good shooter. He's not a, a lights-out shooter, so I think that, you know, certainly plays into things as well. Um, but just his creativity in the half court and, and running transition, I think he would be a huge boost to this North Carolina offense. I'll say this about uh, reclassifying. I mean, you, it gives, you know, Cadeau, he might struggle next year, but then when he is a sophomore at UNC, if he were to reclassify, then he's ready, he's ready to go, you know. He's got all the freshman jitters out of him. He's stronger. He's more experienced. You know, who knows? It could affect him negatively. The fact that he gets, you know, maybe he struggles as a freshman. There's that kind of uh, angle. Um, but you also could get a guy. If, if, let's say if Jackson reclassifies, you know, you get him for maybe two years, whereas maybe you only get him for one year before. Just from a fan perspective, it's other things to consider. And Cadeau is older, right? He has been held back, I think, academically. Or not academically, but like held back in grade school. And so he is of the age of a rising college freshman, I believe. He turns 19 this fall, like August or September, I believe. He's like Tremble's age right now. Yeah. So yeah. just a couple months younger than Tremble. So physically, he's he, he would be freshman college ready, I guess. I agree with John that the passing obviously stands out, but. You know, I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, he does look like a very, very gifted passer, a pass-first point guard. Um, I don't know. What, what would you, John, in that scenario, what do you, would you do? You would move R.J. Davis off the ball? That's right. I think you would put R.J. Davis at the two, and he would be the beneficiary of a lot of open three-pointers on the wing. And we know R.J. Davis is a great shooter. I, I think one of the under – reported on not reported on but under talked about storylines of the past season was you know rj was hurt he had a finger injury for a large portion of this past season and that really did impact his ability to shoot the ball so you know i, I did look this up as well cadeau is six foot one in the 247 sports database rj is is a generous 510 is that is that fair they list What's rj at six foot 175 so What's cadeau He's six, six one. one. Six one. Yeah. I mean, he's a small guard. I mean, you know. Look at Proctor for Duke. What is he? Six four, six, six five. five. Listed mm. six five. What did Cadeau look like? How did he look small out there, John? He he he. It's again. It's playing against high school kids, but this was like an elite tournament, and he he looked the part. He he was hitting every pass. He was just the the creativity. Like UNC needs someone desperately who can not just execute their sets, but pass the ball and, and create shots for other players. So I, I think, think the passing translates. It's just the other parts of the game that you have to worry about. Um, yeah. But I do think the passing translates. Got to be able to play defense. I look forward to Sherelle's scoop, though, because there's a lot of news about potential, uh, you know, Harrison Ingram's in the portal now officially. So there's a lot of, a lot of basketball news to talk about. It, it's just crazy to think that no more is roster set until like mm -hmm. May 
or, or even June these days. So yeah, Tate Frazier tweeted this at friend of the program, Tate Frazier. But all of these way too early top twenty-five lists, like just don't even look at that. I mean, UNC should get an incomplete if they're ranked anywhere. I mean, we do not know what the UNC basketball roster will look like for next season. So I've seen any number of those lists just basically ignore them until the rosters are finalized in like June or July. I wouldn't rank them. Regardless of who's the roster, I wouldn't rank them until they show they can play and play together in a while. But I'm just getting off my lawn and all that stuff. Ross, anything left basketball or football-wise before Ross does the final Johnny T-shirt read of mm. his career? Have um, we got – is there any other football – any other uh, basketball news? Um, well, Jaden Bradley's in the portal from Alabama. I mean, he's a North Carolina kid. Jaden um, Bradley? Yeah, the Alabama, the Alabama guard. He's a North Carolina kid. Um, you know, got got the Harrison Ingram guys in the portal from Stanford. UNC was in on him. I'm reading here that Will Shaver is going to unofficially visit UAB and Liberty and Belmont and Virginia. And it sounds it's like Dr. Styles is getting close to the decision he's supposed to announce. I think this coming weekend, if that's right. I think he's maybe Easter Sunday. I don't know. I, I saw that he he is considering East Carolina, NC State, and Georgetown. Supposed to visit Georgetown this week, like I'm later, like, maybe a couple of days. What do you think about a Dontrez Styles to NC State move? No, I don't You'd see Dontrez Styles and Tyler Nickel a lot, you know. Um, I say go wherever. I mean, he didn't play. It's not like he left because he's not like Jaden Bradley leaving. Didn't Jaden Bradley play a ton at Alabama? Did, uh, Dickinson from Michigan played a ton. I mean, yeah, Styles awesome. didn't get an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, that's these it. guys are leaving that are starters on these teams. But, I mean, Styles can go wherever he's works for him. Nickel the same. Nickel should have gone to Virginia Tech to start with because I like that coach up there. And uh, I think they're a decent basketball team. Well, anyway, how would Bradley, you feel about Hunter Dickinson joining his childhood friend Armando Baycott in Chapel Hill? We go with Twin Towers set up. Would you, yeah. would you be for or against that? They played what team takeover where they played the AAU together in uh, yeah. Northern. I mean, I would be all for Hunter Dickinson if he wants to come here. And, and I don't know if I don't know if they would would they go back to two bigs like two legit bigs, Tyler Zeller, John Henson style, or uh, Deion Thompson, Tyler Hansborough style. I don't know, I but uh, I mean, if he wants to come, he can come. Um, that'd be rebounding, rebounding wins games. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't know if that's realistic. I agree. John's shaking his head no on that, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that one. You can own that one, Adam. You can be the bandwagon. No, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there for, for discussion purposes. I don't I don't think that's going to happen by any means. I just – you saw the photos Armando posted of them, like, when they're, like, 13 years old, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't – just win, right? So, anyway, Ross, you're up. Johnny right, T. We got, we got Don Callahan coming in here. We'll do story time and – Whatever you want to talk about after this. But first, Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com, your one-stop shop for all your UNC apparel needs. Right on Franklin Street and online at johnnytshirt.com. Remember, all Inside Carolina subscribers get 10% off with the code found on premium message boards. Sweatshirts, T-shirts, jerseys, hats, anything you need. Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. We appreciate their support of the Inside Carolina podcasts and podcast network. You're going to get UNC stuff. Make sure it's Johnny T-shirt. Tell them IC sent you. Use the promo code. 
and uh, get all your stuff ready. And football season, you know, it's getting close. So get ready. Johnny T-shirt, johnnytshirt.com. National ads coming. And we'll be right back with more On the Beat with Don Callahan. Let me send Don the link. And we'll get Donnie Scoops in here shortly. We'll be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, folks. 9.32, and I do that so John Siegley will know when to cut the ad. 9.32 on the East Coast. It's on the beat live Portal needs and the beat goes on. The beat goes on because Ross Martin is leaving us. First, Jaden Davis, isn't it? Jaden Davis goes to Michigan from Charlotte, and now Ross is also leaving for Michigan um, after trips to, uh, I guess, East Asia. Is that where Thailand, Vietnam, and all those countries are? Right now? <laughs> yeah, I think Southeast Asia. Southeast yeah, Asia. I, I'm going to the Masters on Friday. How'd you swing I'm, that? Who, who hooked you up there? I have a friend who listens to the podcast, but I will not reveal his name. Um, a mod- wow. very modest individual with master's tickets connections. Um, <laughs> and then I will go then Tuesday. I fly to San Francisco. Here comes Don. Fly to San Francisco, San Francisco for a day. And then I am on en route to Taiwan. And I'm en route to uh, Thailand, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, the islands, Phuket. Vietnam, Hanoi, Heilong Bay, all this stuff. Uh, what's the background Don, noise there, Don? Yeah, Don, can you turn the TV down for us, brother? God, you know, I'm trying to watch the Phillies game, and Ross <laughs> asked me to come on. Hold on one second. Hey, I said you didn't have to come on. We got Don Callahan here. Uh, and then I'm going to Columbia for a, a week in May, and then back to Chapel Hill, and I moved to Ann Arbor in uh, mid to late July for a year. Um, and I'll be back in Chapel Hill or Durham or somewhere in Chapel Hill, somewhere around North Carolina, um, next 2024, August 2024. That's the plan. One year in, in, uh, one year in Ann Arbor. Why the trip across the ocean to the other side of the world? What you doing there? I've always wanted to go to Southeast Asia. I love Thai food. I love Vietnamese food. Um, I think it's really cheap once you get there. Um, flights within the country are 50 bucks. 
hotels, hostels are 15, 20 bucks. The food's cheap. It's a completely different world. I've never, I've never been to Asia and you know, there's only so many times when you can take time off work and you don't have kids, you're not married and this is time to do it. I don't know how many more, you know, there's not many more times you'll have this kind of gap. So I've wanted to always do it. And so I'm going with my buddy, Chad, now, Chad is my most wild friend. Some people, some people call me their most wild friend. He is my most wild friend. And Chad, so you can just man, imagine. Chad, Chad could Chad. not be a better name for your best <laughs> so friend. He's a Ross. Chill ass dude. And we went to Croatia together and, and Ireland. And it was so funny because all the, you know, Irish girls and Scottish girls and Australian and English people, they always, when they hear the name Chad, it's such an American name. It's like the classic American TV bro name. So that was always a running joke because he would say like, yeah, we're from America. And my name is Chad. And it was just perfect. Cause I don't think that's a name anywhere else. Whereas like John, Adam, you know, Thomas, Ross, they're they're kind of Europeanish names, I imagine. I'm not sure if Don is a European name. Don's get a Philadelphia here, name. Get in here, Donatello. Yeah. So one, I thought the whole point of us using these mics was so that you couldn't hear the background noise. So I'm pretty disappointed in that. I I've been using this for years, thinking that that's why we had to have these stupid things on our head. Um, the <laughs> can other, you turn, can you turn a light on by curiosity? Oh, God, you guys. <laughs> I mean, do you know? I mean, I'm off. I'm coming on on my off time. You know what I mean? Oh, All these read, requests, like read John's shirt right there. There is no off slash. Don, Don, you spend every night in the man tower. Like, are you just up there from seven p.m. until you go to bed? Uh, it depends. Like last night I was able, well, last night I was able to get in and get the, the Phillies game on before my wife did, but I lost that battle tonight. So up in the man tower, it is. But some nights you get play fitness too. Don't forget. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a squat rack. Yeah. We got a squat rack uh, request. <laughs> so I, I, why do I picture you Don up there with the, what's the little um, guy from uh, Lord of the Rings? The Schmeagol guy, whatever his name. There it is, Gollum. Why would I picture you up in your man tower like that with lights off every night? <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you what do you need the lights on for when you have the TVs on? So now, you know, John. John, did you sleep up there once? Wait a minute. I I did not. <laughs> you broke oh, up. He just muted himself. You muted yourself. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. He broke it. He broke it. Uh, that's the story. These we'll mics. Tell Did I tell you, you a story? About- I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Ooh, I, think that, I think that was Ben pulling the mic before I said something uh, regrettable there. Did you ever sleep up in the man tower? No, but I did spend the night at Don's house for uh, signing Where did you lot. sleep, though? Where did you sleep, though? Uh, I think in one of the guest rooms. in the. Then where did Ross sleep? It's getting better, folks. <laughs> Maybe I've slept two nights. I've slept, spent two nights in Don's house. I'm I pretty sure one of you had to sleep in the man's house. I only have one guest bedroom, and I have two yeah. rooms for my kids. Who slept with the cats? Don's a cat person. <laughs> the cats. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Anyway, hey Don, any any recruiting? So let's get a, let's get a quick recruiting segment here. We got you. Hey, here. we had a re- we had a commitment today. Yeah, y'all y'all go full scoop. Emergency scoop podcast. Well, hold right on. Here. I got a question about your trip, real quick. I didn't get to ask earlier. Are you afraid okay. to be kidnapped? <laughs> no. No, not at all. Not even like a little bit. I'm. I'm a little. There is a little fear of 
at late at night, just some misunderstanding, some language barrier issues, and people try to take advantage of Americans with money. You know, you know. I think they target tourists. You know, I'm a little. That's one thing I'm concerned and weary. Do you of. think that we could, like, let's say hypothetically, you do get kidnapped and there is oh, ransom? Um, do you think that the IC community could get together and fund a GoFundMe to for the ransom to get you released? Yeah, I think. Do you think you're everyone, that liked? Everyone can. Um, everyone contributes. You know, their their ten dollars subscriber fee. And if we have enough subscribers where that fund will send to the the the, the Taiwan uh the sorry not Taiwan the the Thailand president to get me out of Thai, uh jail. Y'all guys are so scared of travel. Like who's uh, y'all? No, 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 no. I no, definitely that, am. Those people. Don, don't gonna, come out of the tower. Well, if I'm afraid I'm gonna get kidnapped and, and sold on the sex slave market. And I just <laughs> they, don't, you know, they don't they don't once care you for once me. you're on that track, they're never gonna find you. And you know. Yeah. All right, Don. Uh, let's y'all go full scoop mode. Okay. Ben quickly here. Sorry, I feel like Adam's just Adam's just sitting back and watching. It. <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. We have an on the beat coming out tomorrow. It recorded on Monday, so we'll have a another scoop. kind of. You mean sorry, scoop. another scoop on Wednesday. Uh, we talk. We, we talk a lot of recruiting. We also do you know stuff about me leaving in South Carolina. But Don, we had a commitment today. We did. Uh, you will kind of so we don't have to record another part. Why don't you just take the the reins there? UNC now has four offensive line commitments. Um, adding another one today. Yes, Aiden Banfield from uh, Mill Creek High School, which is just outside of Atlanta. So that gives North Carolina four. They're going to still continue to recruit offensive linemen, but uh, they'll be very very selective if they add a fifth one. What's this? What's this guy's deal? What's the where he's from Georgia? He's from Georgia. His mom actually graduated from UNC, That's so right. that obviously was a huge, um, a huge pull for him. And then um, you know we'll have a Q and A up tomorrow. But uh, in it, he talks about how just you know he just felt the feeling once he got on campus when he visited back in January, which is also when they offered him. And you know, this past yeah or two weekends ago when he visited just kind of sealed the deal for him. You know, he, I mean, he was looking at some other schools like NC state and Duke. Uh, I think Vanderbilt was in there also, but I mean, this was really for the, for a while there, North Carolina kind of competing with itself just because of some of the advantages that they had. Let me ask you a question, Don, about that. It, you know, we're not here in the highly ranked you know, five-star top hundred. Tommy, where'd you get that shirt? Dude, I've had this shirt since the beginning. Don's in electric today. Man, where can do you I, stay focused? I, this is going to be a problem. Where do I get that shirt? Uh, you're going to have to fight me for it because it's the only one in existence, oh, I think. Mm. I think I'll give it to you. So it's, I probably got some old food on it. I want to hear Tommy's question. I think it's going to be a good one. Yes. What Should Carolina fans be concerned or is it an issue or whatever you want to call it that we're not hearing the big five-star top 100 guys mentioning North Carolina uh, football anymore, like was going on there for a little while? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, you don't want to 100% just go off of rankings and ratings and all that sort of stuff and recruit just purely off of that. But anybody who's studied this stuff, researched this stuff, looked at this stuff, over the 20 years that we have uh, following football recruiting, it has, it, it's 
basically an e somewhat efficient market, meaning that if you're a five-star, you're much more likely to find success on the football field in college and beyond than if you're a three-star, same thing with the four-stars. Obviously, there are exceptions. There are tons of exceptions. But if, and I'm not saying this is going to happen with North Carolina, but if you sign 25 three-stars, not all of them are going to hit, and a very small percentage of them are going to hit. So, yes, yeah. it, it is concerning that they're no, they're no longer battling it out with Clemson and Georgia all the time for recruits, and um, and the guys that they're signing are, are, are three-star sort of guys. And really, yeah, there have been times where the first few commitments are three-stars, but UNC was in it really heavy with a bunch of four stars and it felt pretty promising with a lot of them. There are some, you know, Alex Taylor, I think North Carolina has a great chance with, and there's a couple of others, but it's not like it was the last couple of years. So re recruiting definitely has, has dipped by every measure you can imagine. I know that, that some of the sunshine pumpers on IC have their excuses for just about mm -hmm. everything on it. But I mean, I, I just, there's just, if you're looking at this unbiasedly, you know, things have, definitely dropped with the past two classes. What do you say to fans who are worried about recruiting? UNC's recruiting. Oh man. What do I say? I mean, I don't, what can I say? I mean, I think, um, there, you know, I, I think like Alex Taylor, for example, I brought up his name. You know, a lot of people think that Clemson is going to be his, his destination. I don't think that that is, is ultimately what's going to happen with him. So I think there are there are some promising situations, but it's I don't know. I mean, I don't I, I really don't know what I would tell someone, you know, may, maybe, you know, the coaches definitely are doing their own evaluations and maybe a couple of these guys are going to be play better. I mean, there's some, you know, the Daniel Anderson kid who um, committed on Friday, you know, you look at his film, it's very, very impressive. And obviously, if you look at his measurables, that's why a lot of the other power five schools aren't recruiting him. You know, they, they're scared off by that. Some schools just won't recruit a kid if they don't meet certain measurements. And so he could, you know, he's, he's going he's gonna to be a really good college player. So there are situations like that. And, and the thing to remember also, I guess, is that the rankings are based on, trans, on transferring it to the NFL draft. And the NFL doesn't recruit 6'2 edge rushers, you know, for, for the most part. So, um and, but those sort of guys do have good careers. There's a lot of guys who had really good careers. You know, were three, four-year starters, all ACC um, players, but weren't drafted. But they were very good players for North Carolina. So there is a little bit of that, too. Let me throw up a question right here. Brent Anthony, as a follow-up to what I asked, is the lack of five-star talent being heard about because of previous season results and the shine off Mac? Don, you said yes. that one season doesn't necessarily affect it um, immediately. It's usually a, a class or so down the road, right? Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's um yes, more or less. But I think I think we have two. You know, I know North Carolina won nine games last year, but I mean, you guys felt it throughout the entire season. Even when North Carolina was undefeated, it it didn't feel like an undefeated season. And I think because a lot of people saw what was going on in the football field, saw that, that who North Carolina was beating and kind of felt like, you know, it was kind of a, you know, ready to fall apart. And that's what it did ultimately when, once they started playing some better teams and start playing some 
defensive coordinators that were able to um, kind of pick apart the offense a little bit and slow it down a little bit. And so I think that, you know, there, it didn't feel like a great season last year. And so last year and the year before that, where you ended with the, the South Carolina bowl game was a terrible way to end it. And so I think, you know, after you're, you're preaching, North Carolina is going to be this, 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 and you show some promise early on. And I think some of that actually hurt as strange as it sounds because you set the, 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 um, the bar so high and then you're just kind of falling down. So, um, so yeah, I mean, North Carolina has to do it on the football field this season to kind of help a little bit. All right. Let, let me, of, let, let me, oh yeah, go ahead and show that John. Speaking of recruiting rankings, Don, I want you to take a look at this. We have Ross Martin at the top of the 247 <laughs> sports transfer portal. Don, I want you to break down Ross as if he was a high school recruit and kind of walk me through your scouting report. Here we well, go. As Ross likes me to say, you know, he's tall and long, you know, so you start off there, you know, and he runs every day. So I'm assuming he has some speed or do you, are you, are you running yet? Oh yeah, but I'm very slow. Very slow. Okay. All right. So that's a negative right there. Um, I heard he's not coachable. <laughs> and that he's not a good teammate. So I mean, I'm a great, I'm a great teammate, great leader. The uh, the intangibles I don't believe are there. High motor, <laughs> high motor. Any what injury concerns about the shoulder? I would be yeah. concerned. You know, I don't know. You would. You're going to need your staff to 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 look at the. Well, is it isn't it the pectoral? Yeah, I tore my pec in uh, July, July second. Don, what, what position would I play? What position would I play? Think uh, about the flexibility involved of the swimming. Former swimmer. Former swimmer. Not, yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. Would not be receiver, judging from the jugs <laughs> camera action we got a couple years back. Yeah. What position? <laughs> what position? Um, I mean, because I, I would. Go, that's what I thought. Receiver, but you tell me he has no hands. You know, I thought I he could great take hand top, eye coordination. I, I, I figured you could take receiver. the top off the defense. No, I'd be a I'd be a tight end or defensive end. Okay, six foot five, coming off the I, edge. I could I get about two sixty. I could probably put on fifty pounds. Okay, right, two sixty. Let me ask a question that I, that I heard. It may have been on a Ross tweet or something. Don, did Ross out scoop you when he worked for another establishment <laughs> on the recruiting I'm, trail? And could you tell is, us about that story? This is Ross's night. So if Ross wants to think that he out scooped me, then I can allow it for one night. All right, let's get story time, Don. We'll get Don out of here. Don, you got a couple stories or anything you want to say? Let him get back to the Phillies game. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. There's not a whole lot. I mean, you you know how it is. I mean, we mostly just talk through text or uh, Slack or on the podcast. Um, Ron, Don, what would you say your first impression of Ross was and compare it to now here, <laughs> now that you know him? So I actually, I mean, the first impression of Ross can be jarring for some, I would say. Yeah, so I, I had to really think really hard to try to remember when I first saw Ross. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was at – so, Ross, you might be able to help me with this. I believe <laughs> that it was at – one of those like a Greensboro scrimmage that Fedora would put on and this goofy guy came up to me asking me questions. I'm like, who is this guy? And I remember, I think Deanna was, was working with IC at the time. 
and she's like, this creepy dude came up to me asking a bunch of questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you so, wanted to get the roast. I think in. that was at, I think that was at Grimsley. I think it, I yeah, think before it I I Ford actually moved to Chapel Hill. I think I came in town for a scrimmage because I was covering UNC. It was weird. I was co- kind of covering them part time from Nashville. Um, yeah, uh, that was Buck. That's, I think that's when Buck said he met me too. Okay, I remember. I met you at uh, I met you at the Hickory Tavern, or was that where it was when um. We were having the bash or whatever we'd have. Yeah, Ross used to come when he didn't work for IC. I know. It was like, who's this guy <laughs> eating our food? And my my Ingersoll was like, I, who is that guy? And I was, you know, I forgot about that. I did come when I was. Yeah, I got invited though. What, um, what is it? What is it about you getting the free food like at the baseball game? <laughs> That's what I remember first. Adam, uh, come on, yeah. buddy. Y'all are best friends. Let's <laughs> tell a few stories. We got a couple more minutes. I mean, I don't want to like. I mean, I could go the rest of the night. I don't want Don to be sitting there, you know. Hey, I'm good. Uh, I got. I can see the Phillies game. Something. something. <laughs> if, well, they, they did allow a Robbins uh, in the ninth uh, inning. Go ahead, Adam. Well, I mean, I I got I got stories for days. I mean, what was your first? What was the first time we met? First time, the first thing Ross ever said to me was, "We were sitting beside each other at a UNC basketball game." What year would it have been, Ross? 2015. Yeah. So eight years ago, we're sitting side by side. Ross sees me. I mean, I'm a big time nerd. I take a lot of notes on my notepad. I've always done that. That's how I was taught. And I am scribbling down everything that happens, every shot, every missed shot. And Ross (laughs) looks at me, you know, and only the way that he can, maybe a little dismissively, but he was also curious. And he, he says, you know, they got all that on the internet. (laughs) <laughs> and he's right you know he's talking about live stats you know like stat broadcasts that you can follow around and they have they do have all of that he was absolutely right and uh that was shortly followed by him asking what my handle was on twitter and he i mean he was hilarious i mean there's no way you couldn't love him you know and he's he's giving me this this uh, i wish you could see you know if you could see it he, he had his finger out and he was like you know, giving me this very demonstrative, and he hits the button. I just followed you, so uh, we quickly, we quickly became friends. And I mean, we have just been Ross all over the place. The Final Fours. I mean, the travel has been great. I will say this. I mean, I know people think that Ross is somewhat insane. He is. He. We have been so many places together, and he has just basically organized the entire trips. You know, the eating where we're going. He always knows the best places to find great deals and fun stuff to do. I mean, I just, he does like, we've been all over the place and he does all that every time we go, we have eaten at some very interesting spots. Um, but I have, I've loved every minute of it. I don't know why I was thinking about, it. I was talking to him today when we were at football and I was thinking about the 2017 final four, when Carolina won it all, when they beat Gonzaga, we were staying in an embassy suites in Phoenix and that is another thing about Ross. He, we, he and I, when we worked, when I worked for in the newspaper business and the money was very, very tight, trying to stretch a buck, he would willingly stay with me. Uh, we would split a room. Whoa. Hey now. And uh, yeah, I mean, and he didn't have to do that. And he would just, he would do that out of the kindness of his heart. And that went a very long way with my old company that, that you could split the rooms and split the travel. We would drive together places. Um, so that was awesome. Um but I've got a, I've got well, a tell the story about the buffet, the breakfast buffet there at that hotel. 
Oh, the, I mean, in Phoenix? Yeah, I mean, they had... With, with the coaches, with the coaches talking, Shaman Williams? I mean, the Final Four is just like a trip into the Twilight Zone. Yeah, we would go down to that breakfast buffet every morning, and we would load the heck up. I mean, no <laughs> one can put down food like Ross. No one can put down food. And we did. We would see with Shaman Williams. It would be a who's who. You know, when you go to the Final Four, you can... You know, you walk around the corner and you see some coach for DePaul eating a sub. You know, like it's just it's just a wild sort of scene. But that was awesome. You know what I was thinking about, Ross? That was sort of a quintessential Ross thing was when we, football played at UVA this year. And if you just think about that day, uh, Ross was up very early. Um, he was on a run and I think he was hiking or walking and he – May have gotten in trouble over at Monticello. Um, I think he got ran off by security. And this was, you know, like 8 a.m. It's Thomas Jefferson's house and gravesite. I saw his grave. I wasn't supposed to go there. And so, security got me. It's like so 8 a.m. We're in a football game that day. Ross is already, I mean, I'm telling you, eight, you know, 7 a.m. He's already gotten somewhat of a trouble. You know, he was investigating. So it's a noon kickoff. Uh, we're at an Airbnb that he got. He hooked the whole thing up. He fixed me a wonderful breakfast that day, too. It was delicious. Um, so we're going over to cover UNC and UVA. Well, we realize on the way over there, somehow we've screwed up the parking. I won't say how we screwed up the parking. I'm not going to implicate anybody. But we screwed up the parking, and we don't have the parking pass that we need, and we're not sure where it is. So we end up having to park at John Paul Jones Arena where UVA plays basketball about a mile from Scott Stadium where they play football. It's not what we wanted to do. Well, we end up walking that mile. And on the way, and it sucked a little bit because we're getting a little sweaty. I'm getting a little hyper that we're not going to be there in time for me to do what I need to do. We are seeing uh, sort of a line of people that recognize Ross because he's so recognizable. You know, we're walking past tailgates. They're shouting us out. We're seeing dudes you know in the middle of parking lots and it was kind of like <laughs> you know, all smart experience we 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 sort of screwed up the parking but we found a place we're walking a damn mile to get to the football literal mile to get to the football stadium but along the way you know might as well be high-fiving guys like forrest gump or something you know um i thought that was that was a, a very g-rated ross experience we saw like all these carolina fans on the way in they're yelling at ross because they know him <laughs> Yeah, Adam and I have driven together to you know Greenville in 2017. We've flown together and we we've, we've stayed in the same hotel room. I think in the 17 run, and they lost. We went to Kansas City. That was 18, 19, 19. Yeah, I remember we went to Kansas City. You know, birthplace of ribs and barbecue, and we <laughs> ate at a Vietnamese restaurant and a Mexican taco joint in a, um, in a shopping center. I mean. These could not be bigger holes in the wall, but it was that was great. That was kind of a weird trip because they they lost the first game. It was the Sweet Sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. Lost, yeah, the lost the first game. Was, weather was weird. That reminds me of a of a good one. Do you remember Ross UVA? Our- we watched the Kihei Clark pass when UVA beat Purdue. We watched that together, Ross. When Kihei was like a freshman, it seems well, we so were- good, but we watched that. This is a good story. Sorry, John. We were there when when Virginia lost to um, uh, UMBC, and I was drinking beers. We had finished our work. Did UNC play that same that same Charlotte uh, first uh, round? Right? Yeah, yeah. They played yeah. Me different, different, yeah. So we covered UNC. Got back. I was popping some beers in the hotel room, about to go out, and I was like, "Shit, 
Virginia, uh, Virginia's losing to UMBC, and it's like 20 points, 25 points. Adam comes back, and I'm like, dude, we got to go back to the arena. And you had it right. And so I was like, dude, let's go back. And, I mean, that's that was the biggest upset tournament history, and you had to end up writing because you were kind of writing for the USA Today then. Uh, obviously, I didn't have to write. I went back and, and drank beers with uh, Mark Armstrong and Mike Solarte at the bar. But, um, <laughs> but it was a good call by you. Because you, oh, were, yeah. like, I mean, we were in the building like, for that. Should we go back? We'd been there all day, and sure enough, we turned around, and went back, and damn, we were there for that. I mean, we're, Ross, we were in the UMBC locker room. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, yeah. I kind of took a back seat because I was like, I don't, I'm not really covering this, but yeah, it was crazy. All right, go ahead, John. That reminds me of a good road trip story. So it was me, you, and Evan Cronus. Do you remember that trip? We traveled yeah, to, to, to Tennessee. Tennessee is a sneaky long drive. You think on a map, you know, it'll be pretty quick, but it's like somehow seven hours or something. So Ross is driving. And for some reason, Ross decides that every time the car stops, he needs to get out and do push-ups or sit-ups. So anytime we're at a gas station, we're at a rest stop, me and Evan are just standing there embarrassed. Ross is like, you know, knocking out push-ups like he's a, a bodybuilder or something. And I think your only explanation, Ross, was just something that you, you need to work off the calories or get your exercise in for the day. But I think that's a quintessential Ross right there. He's just pumping out push-ups at a 7-Eleven in you know, rural Tennessee. That was, that was a good trip. I bet uh, John has a lot of really good stories because you guys used to live together. You well, and John, well, first of all, John, uh, I mean, John was a student. And we're kind of, I guess, essentially worked under, I mean, he was my intern, but I was essentially his superior for two years, right? Superior. And then he, I mean, I was, John, how would you say? I wasn't your boss, but, you know. Pretty much. I could tell you, you know, hey, let's do this. John was a great, a great employee. Uh, and then he uh, was still two years. John was one of the best inside care employees ever. And we did the Facebook Lives, remember that, John? Mm -hmm. And then right. uh, stayed friends, played basketball. And then, yeah, during COVID, John moved in with me. Um, not only that, not only that, I, I was like uh, Mary and Joseph. I was a man without a room in the inn. It was the middle of COVID. I had nowhere to go. And I started desperately calling people. And, and Ross gave me a room in, you know, it was it was about the same as, as living out in the stables, uh, his house, the room that I had there. But he let me in and I, I stayed there for about three months. And it was a great experience. living. Can I tell the COVID story? Yeah, this is a good one. All right. So uh, John, John was mapping out how Trump got COVID on my whiteboard. Right here. This is right here. Yeah. As I dropped my phone. He was mapping out, like, who was a super spreader at the Trump event. Because remember, Trump got it, and, like, everyone in Trump's party got it. So he was mapping out. It was pretty funny. And then three days later, John comes back from a trip to Charlotte, and John gets COVID. And I'm sitting on the toilet in my bathroom and john's in his room and he texts me and goes we got a situation i have i have covid <laughs> and this was early on it was pretty early on right john like this is when october COVID was like, 2020 it was it was bad it was scary yeah this is when COVID was still kind of you know scary we didn't really know everything um and john's like all right this is what we're gonna do i'm gonna book a hotel and i'm gonna sneak out the window yeah. as to not infect he always would make fun of my age. So he would say, as not to affect the elderly. Um, so the John, 
I think he just snuck out the window with all his stuff and booked a hotel. And I eventually was going somewhere. So he moved back in. And then uh, it was kind of a funny little, that's kind of a funny right. COVID well, era story there. I escaped out of the window using your yoga mat to protect me because I was going to cut myself <laughs> on the window, you know, the shards of glass or whatever. And you were most upset you broke about the, the window? yoga mat. No, I lifted it up, but, you know, it was dangerous, you know, and I, I put the yoga mat to protect my stomach. Ross was most concerned about the yoga mat. He wasn't worried about me or my COVID. He was like, why did you ruin my yoga mat putting yeah, it outside like the us. window? We've it's got a situation. Expensive <laughs> yoga mat that I did not buy. That's another story. Let me, uh, let, let me throw – we could go on forever. Let me ask you this because I want to at least round it back into the ballpark before we get called by the boss. Ross. Oh, yeah, here we go. Answer this question from George Jenkins because this is pretty cool. I mean, to th when you think about all the stuff that we are lucky enough to get to do. Who's your favorite coach um, and or player to interact with? I mean, Roy Williams is a, is a clear answer there. I mean, it is what an honor to, you know, and privilege to cover Roy. You know, legend, Hall of Famer, one of the best coaches in college basketball history. Story time on Fridays before games. He was great. And, um, you know, I ran into him at in outside Madison Square Garden in New York this year and, and took a photo with him. And he knew who I was and everything, so that's great. But I would say, I mean, football is unique in the fact that you kind of get to know these coaches a little bit more you can cover some recruiting and like you kind of are there for different events um shout out gunner brewer i always liked working with gunner brewer uh jay bateman and phil longo i've become relatively i would say decent friends with i'm not sure how they how they would phrase it but i'm friendly with jay bateman and, and phil longo um i would say that mac dude mac mac's been great mac is great to deal with um you know it's a he's great uh and larry was fine i have no I have no qualms against Larry Fedora, but uh, I would th those names come to mind. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Um, and then player, Armando Baycott's a, a favorite. Now, now, that might be some recency bias, but um, he is funny. He gets it. He jokes around. Um, I'd say the 2015 football team had some great guys. Jeff Schottmer and Shaquille Ashad. I, mean, I would consider them friends. Uh, of course, I did a show with – with Jeff Schottmer, I talked on the phone today, actually, and Shaquille's great. Uh, Marquise Williams, I mean, he's always tweeting at me, but, I mean, he was great to cover. Uh, Ryan Switzer, that whole team had a bunch of characters. That was a great team um, and because of all that senior leadership. Um, and, yeah, I would say those are the ones that stick out. I mean, Theo Pinson was fun. Um, trying to who, was the biggest, who was the biggest – butthole you dealt with doesn't have to be carolina whoa whoa i mean i don't i don't know because you don't uh, take it seriously some people get in their feelings if somebody's a jerk to them like elko was a little bit difficult yeah, i mean the elko thing got blown out i don't i think some of the I, maybe some of the football assistants don't i don't know if they like me or not i don't know i do want <laughs> don, to say this don too. smiling because i think don knows who uh, i'm referencing i do uh, want to say this too before we get out of here ross martin hardest worker in inside Carolina history because people, you know, they see the reporting, they see those types of things, but Ross grew the Instagram account to like 50,000 followers. He's sending out the newsletter every morning at 6 a.m. You know, part of this job too is being on at all times. So Ross is working all hours of the day. So kudos Ross for all the hard work over the years. You, you've done a great job on the, on the beat. 
and I had a random thought too. Think about this. Think about Ross Martin last year at the final four was interviewing the governor of North Carolina <laughs> for IC. I mean, in addition to all the other stuff, content he was pumping out about basketball and, you know, playing Duke, playing Kansas, you know, he's that he's got a, a jacket on. He's talking to Roy Cooper. I had COVID during that interview. Wow. <laughs> I was interviewing the top governmental official for North Carolina. I mean, with COVID, I mean, I didn't know I had, I didn't know I had COVID, but I had COVID. I tested positive on Monday. Maybe he bad. gave it to you. Possible. That's a great point, Don. Yeah. Let the record show that. Um, hey, and yeah, I appreciate John. Yeah, people don't see everything that all of us do. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that all of us do that no one sees. I mean, John's running our YouTube account. No one sees that. Um, I've helped run the Facebook page and, tw and Twitter and, and newsletter and, and content and stuff. And there's a lot of stuff we all do that no one sees behind the scenes. I mean, no one knows what Ben does. And I would think Ben Ben is the most important part of, of uh, Ben Sherman is the most important part of Inside Carolina. So we all do things that no one sees. Um, and I'll say this. Adam brought out the fact that he was on that notepad writing and scribbling notes. And I was like, it's on the internet. I, I didn't have any journalism experience. This has been, I didn't take a single journalism class. Um, I, it was kind of a, this was, I always wanted to work in sports. I always wanted to, I always read the sports, you know, the, the paper growing up and always wanted to work for ESPN. Like a lot of people do. And so working in sports media was a dream and, but I, I didn't do it in school. I kind of regret it, regret that. I got kind of got into it late. People don't know I was a, I was a school teacher for one year. Uh, I had taught eighth grade U.S. history and, and basketball. Quit that, and then the next job I had after driving Lyft for a couple what months. What type of was, teacher were you? Uh, not a good one. I don't know. It was probably the worst year of my life. It was. I it mean, was it ten was years good. ago, and those students are still recovering. So we have to be careful <laughs> yeah. about how we talk. Those about kids them. are still in the eighth grade. <laughs> 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 They're a class teaching. of 2030 now. Dude, a lot of parents out there teaching is, is it's, it's all, I mean, it is not a fun job. And so our teachers need to be paid more and I agree. be nice to them because they are doing the Lord's work. It's a tough job. You, everything's done to the minute, whatever, but it's, um, and so, yeah, I took an internship at 24 seven sports. It was a paid internship, but I was kind of taking a little risk there and worked my way up. And uh, it, yeah, it was just a, I was hustling, man. It was like, like um, Don said, I was, when I went places, I asked people questions. I was trying to get any information I could. I was trying to learn. I made tons of mistakes uh, on the way up, but it was very lucky. Things worked out to get to Inside Carolina, which is, you know, one of the top places, which is where you want to be. If you're covering UNC, I would think you want to be at Inside Carolina. So it's been a good run. And I mean, I may be back. I may be back somewhere in North Carolina covering something. So I'm not closing the door on anything. I'm not closing the door on Inside Carolina. Um, I will welcome to come back on the podcast, any podcasts, you know, guest appearance here and there, open for that. Not going to do a Greg thing where you're leaving, but you're still very, very involved. <laughs> There's not going to be a column up for me every Tuesday, but uh, I'm happy to come on whenever you need. I'll, Maybe I'll, we can do I'll, like I'll a top like... five. What's that? Have you come in and do a top five? Sure. We, we used to do that. Um but I'll be, I mean, I stay locked in. I love watching UNC basketball and football. So I'll be watching everything and, and following it um, from, from Michigan. So I appreciate y'all. And uh, it's been a good run. It's been fun. Yeah. We will let that be the end of it. Like people in the chat asking like, who's going to do everything when Ross Martin leaves? Well, Ben Sherman, Buck Sanders, and that crowd have been figuring that out. 
it will go on. Adam Smith, get your travel agent certificate. It's on you now, brother. A lot of big trips coming up. Don Callahan, thank you for joining us from the uh, cave. Definitely a cave. John Bowman, <laughs> as always, doing what you're doing. Ross, appreciate everything you've done. Safe travels. Um, I think we need to do a podcast live from a Thai prison. Didn't you that say that, Don? Right? I said that. As it, well, the problem is, is that no one's heard our podcast yet. But, yes, that was, that was my original idea, have him come in. Not a Thai prison, but, you know. <laughs> hey, um, send, send me a, a – Send me a StreamYard link and I'll see where I am. If I'm, I might be in some, you know, fish market in downtown Bangkok or something. We'll What's see. It'd be great. It'd be great to have you on while you're kidnapped. It's like 12 hours in time difference. Dude, I don't even, the time is weird because. It is. You're all the way across the country. I think they're ahead of us. Yeah. They're definitely ahead, but I didn't know how far. But at some point when you get ahead, you almost get behind. Once you cross, trip, you, to, <laughs> you cross the line over there. But yeah, that we'll definitely do that. That'll be hilarious. That'll be make for some good summer shows. Ross Martin, Adam Smith, Don Callahan, special guest appearance, John Bowman. I'm Tommy Ashley. It's been on the beat live. Like we said, the beat goes on. We'll talk at y'all again sometime soon. Thanks, everybody. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.